0: This is Keeping Connected, a special series produced through the Connected Nation podcast. In this series, we talk with leaders working to secure the broadband and digital futures of our communities. Specifically, we talk with individuals who serve in varying public or private capacities, working to ensure our communities are keeping connected. I'm your host, Wes Kerr. Today's guest is Judd Herzer, Policy Director for the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity. Judd facilitates policy development to meet the department's mission and coordinates department functions across state government and with industry and private partners. Judd formerly served as the Infrastructure and Technology Policy Advisor to Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer and worked in both the state's House and Senate with a decade-long track record as an accomplished policy professional. Judd holds his bachelor's and juror's doctorate from Western Michigan University. Judd, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, Wes. I'm happy to be here today
0: with you. Good to have you on. Uh, we've, we've now recorded several of these and it's been a, a lot of fun to, to get to know each of the task force members and uh, specifically some of the roles that they have. And, and, but one of the more fun things that I've had with this is getting to ask uh, the question of what would our listeners find you doing with your free time or away from uh, work or your official capacities?
1: Yeah, well, uh, certainly I think some of the, the more social activities that I would typically be be up to uh, outside of professional life um, have been constrained uh, by COVID-19. I'm sure uh, a lot of the listeners can, can agree or, or uh, sympathize with that. So uh, these days, it's um, a lot of things that I do around the home. So uh, spending time with, with my family uh, my wife and my young son, and uh, just doing fun things with them. Uh, in particular, we have uh, taken up uh, cooking as a as a hobby and um, something that an activity that we do on a on a more daily or regular basis uh, these days than we did uh, back when uh, we used to go out and, and dine out with friends and family more frequently. So it's been, it's been kind of fun getting to play around with new recipes and, and learn different cooking techniques. Um, over the the holidays, uh, it's, it's about the end of January now. So around the holidays, I I actually made my, uh, first ever, uh, uh, homemade spaghetti noodle, uh, uh, made a pasta for the first time. And that was, uh, just a really something fun to do, especially when you have a toddler who's, uh, more than willing to to uh be your kitchen assistant and and uh get his hands dirty with the flour.
0: I I have I have this vision of of my children and what it looks like when they get into the kitchen. So uh, yes, I understand. Judd, let's uh let's go ahead and start to transition into the conversation for today and and one of the things I wanted to ask was if you could give us or tell us a little bit about the Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity and and then more specifically what your role there, you know, how that kind of plays out.
1: Certainly. Yeah. So uh, the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity, or as we shorthand it, uh, LEO, is the State Department primarily responsible for talent and workforce issues, labor issues, and, and programs associated with that, as well as, you know, we're the the department that uh, also plays home to the state's primary economic development programs and and, and the agency, the Michigan Ep- Economic Development Corporation, that, uh, that oversees a lot of that work. So inside of LEO, you would find things uh, such as the state's workforce programming, our 60 by 30 office, which is uh, the office created out of an initiative to uh, achieve a, a goal of having 60 percent of The state's working population uh, have post-secondary credentialing by the year 2030, so 60 by 30. Uh, We also play home to the state's unemployment insurance agency, as well as uh, more recently offices of uh, future mobility and electrification and uh, the office of Global Michigan, which is the state's immigration and and, uh, global talent attraction.
0: There's a lot that could be un- unpacked there, I'm certain, um, related to each of those individual uh, initiatives. and I'm, I'm interested in that 60, in the 60 by 30, uh, especially as I, I can't help but think that there's uh, you know so many direct ties to uh, the, the connectivity conversation that we're having today. Uh, so, so maybe we can, maybe we can dig into that a little bit here in a few minutes. In your role, what concerns you the most about uh, inadequate access to broadband and technology? And, and to add to that, you know, how important do you feel broadband and, and technology are to, you know, just the general public, but most certainly workforce and and workforce development?
1: Yeah. And, and uh, actually going back to finish an answer to your previous question, I, I in my role, kind of help, uh, as you mentioned, develop policy for all these different uh, offices and agencies within the department, but also play a kind of coordinating role in, in those efforts. So. Uh, yeah, access to broadband and, uh, in particular, utilization of broadband, I think are, are very uh, mission critical to a lot of what uh, Leo attempts to do in terms of uh, developing talent, developing workforce, connecting workforce with job opportunities. As well as uh, a lot of the economic development, particularly over the last you know 12 months or so, since since the pandemic's been raging, and work from home has been a a normal that more and more Michiganders and uh, you know people across the world, I think, are growing accustomed to. It would not be an option for for you if you didn't have access to the internet or didn't have internet in your home. So. Those are are the types of economic opportunities that we want to make sure all Michiganders have the ability to access. Uh, It really has shown a light on broadband connectivity as kind of the gateway for participating in a 21st century economy.
0: You hit on the idea of the pandemic and just how vastly different work looks for so many people in a 12 month time frame. Writing a piece the other day and just contemplating education. You know, as a broad topic and my wife is an educator and how different it looks for her in just 12 months. Um, you know, it's likely the the biggest adjustment for delivery of content and, and teaching uh, that's ever taken place in, in such a short amount of time. And so uh, I think the same is true for for a lot of folks in, in their day to day business and, and life, you know, their roles at work and uh, trying to adjust for those who have been able to adjust and can can work from home. It's been uh, fantastic. Uh, but then for for, you know, employers, how do we take roles that we've always expected to be uh, on site and convert those to, you know, something that can be done remotely or, or you know, with with less and less uh, in-person kind of communication and touch? It really has presented a lot of challenges. Uh, and, and therefore, I can only imagine some of the policy implications that it's uh, created for you as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the last 12 months have definitely shown a light on it. I think as we look towards economic recovery coming out of the COVID pandemic, broadband will continue to be a, a key component of of those initiatives. If you consider the fact that having broadband access can benefit a, a household income on average around you know $1,800, I think was the last time I looked at the statistic. That, that's a lot of economic opportunity that is currently not being fully utilized within the state of Michigan because of the number of people that that either don't have access or have access but can't afford uh, the service or device or don't know how to use the internet. Likewise, sm- small businesses having access to the internet and using social media are, I believe, three times more likely to to make a recent hire than other businesses that don't. And so when we look at uh, broadband issues and their economic impact, the, the potential is enormous. Uh, and, and it's just one of those infrastructure components that I think every state is, is looking to try and get right in order to properly recover from economic downturn that occurred during the pandemic.
0: Judd, is there a community of people that you feel are at the, the biggest disadvantage? And, and how do you believe broadband and technology can can help neutralize that disadvantage, you know, from, from, I guess, from a perspective of, you know, from your role, but also, you know, kind of from the agency's role as well?
1: Yeah. So the communities that I would consider to be uh, uh, at most of a disadvantage when it comes to broadband and technology, are those that have historically been disadvantaged uh, in particular low-income households that can't afford the the access or if they have the access can't afford uh, uh, the devices in order to fully u- fully utilize the internet or or uh, afford digital literacy programming to to know how the internet can uh, really assist their household A- and Getting that access and, and kind of crossing over those barriers, I think, definitely helps neutralize uh, not just you know the, the direct disadvantage of not being connected to the internet, but all the ancillary ones as well that come from exposure to, to digital marketplaces, exposure to information, exposure to educational opportunities, and uh, different types of assistance that that is. Primarily made available in a digital age through digital means, and and just being more aware and of all the uh, opportunities that are out there, I think can can really help break uh, you know some of the barriers that have kept people from really achieving a, a greater economic opportunity.
0: You know, Judd, as we kind of think through this, uh, one of the questions I've been asking a lot of folks is is related to to their role. And and so, in your role, what do you believe is the most important thing that you can do to help impact the digital future for those that you serve?
1: I see a, a number of different ways in which my, from my perspective in my role, that that broadband access and, and uh, internet access can have a, a a major impact. You know, first and foremost, I, I go back to the the talent development mission that our department is, is working towards uh, in the 60 by 30 goal. And just making sure that we get more people connected to more post-secondary educational opportunities will make our economy more resilient. Folks with post-secondary credentialing tend to be less elastic when it comes to economic downturn. They're a little bit, you know, a little bit more resilient in terms of job placement opportunities and, and job security. But when I I look in particular at you know the the new office of future mobility and electrification, for example, broadband is going to play such a major role in the future of transportation and connected and autonomous vehicles, for instance, that uh, it, it's it's really going to be even more a part of the foundation upon which our economy will operate. Uh, and, and it's just uh, both a, a major challenge, but, but also uh, one that, that's quite inspiring to think about when, when we look towards how broadband can assist uh, Michigan reaching its its future. Judd, as, as we talk about the things that, that, you know,
0: that you think you can do and then that the department can do, um, what, what about for just, Everyone else, uh, you know, the the average uh, Michigander who's living and working and trying to kind of feel their way through this new digital life uh, that we've all been thrust into uh, because of the pandemic, you know, what do you think each of us can do to be involved or to have an impact?
1: Gosh, uh, one, I think educating ourselves about the problem is, and, and as well as others, and and recognizing that while Even if you are already connected to the Internet, recognizing that hoping other Michiganders uh, get connected is something that's going to benefit our state and and you and your household even more. Whether that's uh, bringing more consumers online who have access to your products if you're a small business owner or, again, pointing back to the 60 by 30 goal that the state is is working towards, uh, the, the benefits to our statewide economy as a whole by having more people get access to post-secondary educational opportunities is, is really what I think would be most beneficial. Just uh, having a more holistic view, a more macro view of the benefits of broadband connectivity so that it makes it a little bit more politically feasible, a little bit more of a of an issue that has some uh, public support for so that we can empower those who who, we elect to come and make some decisions on behalf of of our state and on behalf of our economy to feel comfortable uh, making that investment in the infrastructure and making that investment in Michiganders getting connected to the Internet.
0: You know, Judge, you you make mention of that. It's one of the things that we recognize and and find when we go into a community to speak with, you know, with a a team or or anyone who's looking to expand and and better uh, make available services is that so often people just don't recognize the the value that, that they have personally, or that that internet um, broadband technologies can bring to them personally? Um, so often it's it's viewed as you know kind of a consumer product, maybe a replacement for uh, cable television, or you know a way to spend a lot of time looking at uh, social media. But as things kind of shift from that consumer driven market uh, in in the internet. Uh, and, and we see more and more people being content creators, um, digital IP and those types of things. We y- You start to see this new value or an in- increased value in the technology and, and broadband itself. Uh, and I think over time, you're right. The more that, that we have the buy-in and understanding of that value at the community level, uh, the greater opportunity there is for, for us to see expansion and support of these new technologies and expanded services. So, As we look to, to expand and increase broadband and technology availability, adoption and use in our communities, is there any advice you'd like to give others?
1: Yeah, I, I think as we're looking to expand broadband and availability and adoption, uh, if I were to make a suggestion to... Our communities and, and folks out there listening, I I would say maybe take a second and, and think beyond the numbers. You know, there there are a plethora of data points available to us to talk about why a public investment in in this infrastructure is worth it uh, from a from a taxpayer perspective. But it, it's a lot more than that too. If you if you consider maybe the first time that you ever used the internet. And for some of us, you know, it's something that's been in existence and something that we've had access to uh, from a very, very young age, maybe your entire life, but that's not the case for everybody. And so the first time you were able to go on the internet and expose yourself to something that uh, isn't something you, you'd see on a day-to-day basis in your own community, um, the ability that the internet gives us all to, to both travel through time and travel across the world, travel through our universe and get experiences that are, aren't normally available to us. What that does for, you know, a young mind, for instance, that has, you know, never seen another part of the world, hasn't, you know, uh, you know, somebody who's, who's never seen the Grand Canyon or the Great Wall of China and, being able to to finally picture this thing that maybe you've only read about uh, in a, in a book through through words, I think is is incredibly powerful, and it does a lot to to unlock you know innovation, creativity, and that that ingenuity and, and entrepreneurial spirit that has always been kind of at the core of uh, what we do here in Michigan. As well as that's kind of always been at the core of the American spirit. So uh, I, I hope that's not too like lofty for folks to 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 think about and attach to. But I would encourage people to to try and, and consider that as well when when talking about why we we should be spending resources to help connect people to the internet. It, it's it's really a way of Broadening worldviews and and connecting people to to one another and to places and, and to uh, parts of their imagination that otherwise w- would remain dormant and and that's I think uh, a, a very powerful but maybe less quantifiable outcome of of getting internet access.
0: Jud, I couldn't have uh, I couldn't have thought of a better way to to kind of close out today uh it's a, those are wonderful thoughts and and the encouragement to think beyond the dollars um and the numbers it, it is such a an important call um i want to i want to take a moment just to thank you for joining us uh, and thanks for all that you're
1: doing to help secure a digital future for michiganders thanks wes uh, i really appreciate being on uh uh thank you to to you and the whole Connect Nation team uh it's, it's great to be able to work with you guys
0: We appreciate it. Today's guest has been Judd Herzer, Policy Director for the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity. I'm Wes Kerr. Thanks for listening to Keeping Connected. If you like the show and want to know more about our nonprofit, head to connectednation.org and look for the latest episodes on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, or Spotify.